Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back into the Bama on three show. It's first and 10 coming at you first thing in the morning with a 10 minute recap of what's going on with Alabama right now. This is your host, Clint Lamb, and we've got a lot to talk about today, folks. First of all, we've got a lot of status updates, not necessarily injury updates for all of these guys, but at least health status updates. From Nick Saban, he talked about it during the SEC coaches teleconference, weekly teleconference on Wednesday uh, morning. And then later on in the afternoon during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday, we got another little tidbit of information that I want to talk to you guys about as well. The first that we're going to do is just kind of work our way through these three players that Nick Saban provided updates on and kind of break down why all three are important. The three players, LeBron Ray, Brian Robinson Jr., and Henry Toa Toa. The first being LeBron Ray. We'll go ahead and dive in. Here's what Nick Saban had to say on Wednesday. He, meaning LeBron Ray, has played in the last two games and played more in each of those games. We're very pleased with the progress that he's making and the way that he's playing. And I think the more he plays, the more productive he'll be. And I think the more confident he'll get that he's physically healthy as well as making strides to getting back to being the kind of player that he's always been for us. To me, that was an encouraging update on LeBron Ray. Um, You know, he he came back and he returned from that significant groin injury against Florida a couple of weeks ago. He played a little bit more against Southern Miss this past week. He played 15 of a possible 59 snaps um, and looked fairly decent doing it. Uh, Did he look like the old LeBron Ray? He did not. But I think that's what Nick Saban's talking about here. I mean, you got to think about it. This is a guy who has been dealing with injuries for the last, like, three straight years. Every year he has been dealing with something. Him being healthy for any sort of significant period of time has just not happened. And this was a former five-star prospect. Everybody expected him to be one of the best players on Alabama's defense in the future, a Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne caliber, you know, Quinn and Williams caliber player. And he had shown flashes of of being that guy early in his career when he was in a rotational role. But as soon as he gets asked to become, you know, the guy and become a starter, that's when the injuries hit. And we haven't seen the same LeBron Ray since. And we just haven't seen that growth from him that we all expected to see. Nick Saban says he's back. He's, you know, I I feel like the more that he plays, the more productive he's going to be. And I think that he just has to get more confident that he's going to be able to remain healthy. And that's huge. You know, when you're out there, when in the back of your head all you can think about is when am I going to get hurt again, that's taking away from your ability to have impactful plays. With LeBron Ray, the more he's out there and the more he plays, the more he's going to get confident in himself. You know, he's already made it through two games, you know, relatively unscathed, at least from what we know. And now it's just a matter of further distancing himself from those injuries. And I think that we're going to get, as the season progresses, a, a more 
um, a bigger contribution from a guy like LeBron Ray than we've gotten up to this point. And I even think against Southern Miss, I like how they use him in that game. You know, he played a lot inside. think he can provide that complimentary interior pass rush. Alabama's gotten it a little bit from Fidarian Mathis, but they could certainly use more of it. And when you got guys like, you know, Drew Sanders, who's coming along nicely at one uh, outside linebacker spot, and you got Will Anderson Jr., who's one of the best exterior pass rushers in the entire country, on the opposite side, you've got your exterior stuff figured out, and you've gotten a little bit of depth there. Chris Braswell is starting to play a little bit better. Dallas Turner is becoming a bigger, bigger part of the offense, or excuse me, a bigger part of the defense. And so I think he's going to, you know, the depth there is kind of being shored up a little bit. Interior, you've got some guys. I like what Byron Young's been able to do in certain instances. I like Justin Aboy being what he's been able to provide. But the most consistent interior pass rusher for Alabama so far has been Fidarian Mathis. And LeBron Ray, as good as he is at stopping the run, I think he can also, if he can get healthy and get his confidence back, I think he can be a big contributor for this Alabama defense as the season continues to progress. Now, let's move on to Brian Robinson Jr. He missed the Southern Miss game due to a rib injury. And, you know, a lot of Alabama fans were wondering kind of what his status looks like heading into a huge SEC matchup against Ole Miss on Saturday. And here's what Nick Saban had to say when he was asked about Brian Robinson Jr. B-Rob's done great. He looks good and he's practiced well. So we're encouraged that he'll be able to play in the game on Saturday. Short, sweet, that's totally fine. It sends the message that we're looking for which is Brian Robinson Jr. is practicing. He's probably going to be available against Ole Miss, which means he's probably going to reassert himself as the starting running back. That's going to bump Jace McClellan down the depth chart. That's going to bump Roydell Williams down the depth chart and Trey Sanders as well. But that's totally fine. Uh, I think that that helps Alabama. The, the, the physical style that Brian Robinson Jr. runs with, I think, can wear down a defense. And, and with uh, Ole Miss's defense, I still think they're vulnerable, folks. I don't think they're as good as as maybe they've looked through the first few weeks of the season. They haven't been tested yet. You know, people keep talking about Alabama hadn't really been tested too much outside of that game in Gainesville and that they're going to be tested defensively with Ole Miss's offense. Well, I think Ole Miss's defense is going to be tested, you know, by Alabama's offense and especially that run game. In fact, I don't really think that there has been a team really try to make Ole Miss pay – for their style of defense, having an extra defensive back on the field. And I think Alabama has the run game and the the um, you know the horses in the stable and the physical style of offensive linemen to, to maybe be able to exploit that. All right, so now we move on to Henry To'o To'o, which I found to be a very interesting update. Henry To'o To'o has been a, a pretty important part of you know the discussion over the last couple of weeks. We saw how he played against Florida. He did not play great. Uh, you know, he was missing tackles. He was missing assignments, or at least it looked like it on film. And people were wondering, what's going on? You know, this guy is a two-year SEC starter. I understand that that was at Tennessee, but he understood Jeremy Pruitt's scheme, which is very similar to what Alabama runs. He comes to Tuscaloosa, almost immediately asserts himself as the starting Mike linebacker. He's the signal caller of the defense, and he played well through the first, you know, couple of weeks of the season. What happened to him against Florida? Well, we might have our answer now. First of all, Nick Saban wanted to discuss how Henry has played, but then also he revealed something that could be an indicator as to why the poor play happened against Florida just a couple of weeks ago. So here's what Nick Saban had to say. Henry's played really, really well for us. He's smart. He's a leader. He understands the scheme. 
I think he helps all the other players on defense play better because he's a good communicator as the signal caller. And I think he gives everybody a little more confidence that we're all on the same page. And I think communication is the key there. And he's a very good communicator. Some guys play, but they don't want to talk when they play. He can do that. And I think that really helps the other players on our team. But he himself has played really, really well. He was a little sick when we played down at Florida. He played anyway, but he has played extremely well for us. Imagine being down in Gainesville in that hot, humid weather when you're feeling under the weather and you're going against a very physical styled offense that is running the football, they're having success, you're on the def- on the on the field a lot because the defense can't get off the field, the offense You know, there for a period of time, they had three consecutive three and outs, and you're just getting physically worn down when you're under the weather. Now, we don't know what the the sickness or whatever it is that Nick Saban's alluding to there, but we do know that it probably at least had some level of impact on Henry Toa Toa's play, at least in, in week three. Now, against Southern Miss, I don't think he played a whole lot better. He did play better. But, uh, you know, I still haven't seen that guy that we saw in the first two weeks of the season where he was getting sideline to sideline. He was playing confidently. He knew what he was doing. And I think he needs to get back to being that guy, especially with an offense like Ole Miss coming into town this weekend. I mean, you know, you need your Mike linebacker. I mean, he's, he's a very important part. Not only is he the communicator, and he's going to be the one that's, you know, trying to relay stuff that's happening as far as what Ole Miss is trying to throw with the defense in general. But, you know, he's going to be a part of stopping the inside run. Ole Miss likes to run off tackle, too. He's going to need to be able to be a part of that. He's going to need to play, you know, the shallow stuff on the RPO on, uh, you know, in coverage. He's going to be, him and Christian Harris both, are going to be two very important pieces. And you're talking about spying the quarterback and Matt Corral, making sure that you're not getting hit with those QB draws and all of that stuff. Like I said, very important piece. And hopefully – the reason for his declining play in the last couple of weeks is he was feeling under the weather and maybe he's back. We'll have to see, but either way, it's an important update that I wanted to share with you guys. Now, following the, the stuff from, from coach Saban earlier in the day, we got him again following practice on Wednesday evening. And he had a message, not for his players, not for the media, but for the fans. Coach Saban wants Bryant-Denny Stadium to have a very similar feel to what Alabama experienced down in the swamp just a couple of weeks ago. That crowd was electric. They were tough. And if you don't think a crowd can't make an impact on a football game, if you want the defense to hold up, Alabama fans, if you want them to do their jobs, if you want the offense to do their jobs, you do your job. You find your way to Bryant-Denny Stadium on Saturday and you get as loud as you can for as long as you can and see if you can't make this Ole Miss offense as rattled as Florida fans made Alabama's offense and defense at various points during that game a couple of weeks ago. That's what Nick Saban is looking for, and here is exactly what he had to say to reporters during that press conference. This is probably the first big game that we've had here now for like a year and a half because of COVID last year. I know we've had a couple of home games, but this is an SEC game at home for the first time in a couple years. I hope our fans are as excited about it as our team is. I think they're going to be. You know, you're talking about the number 12 team in the country in Ole Miss coming to Tuscaloosa. You're talking about the first SEC home game. You're talking about a, a, a top 15 matchup. 
the the storylines with Lane Kiffin and the high flying offense and Alabama's defense and the way that it was supposed to be really good and you know last year it just felt like that you know Lane Kiffin and that Ole Miss offense were always a step ahead of Alabama's defense well you know things like tempo and and catching Alabama's defense off guard because they were younger last year and a lot less experienced I don't think that's gonna have as much of an impact on Saturday it could and, and I think to some degree it will I just don't think it will have as big of an impact but that's what you need to do, folks. You need to go make sure that you're inside Bryant Denny Stadium on Saturday. It's a 3.30 Eastern time kickoff, 2.30 Central on CBS. Make sure you're there. Make sure you're loud. All right. That's going to do it for yet another episode of the Bama on 3 show, part of the first and 10. I'm glad that you guys hopped on here to listen today. I always enjoy doing it. Jimmy and I are going to be doing some Ole Miss coverage later. I also have a fantastic interview with a Brian Scott Rippey, who was formerly part of you know Rebel Grove, which was part of the Rivals website, covering Ole Miss football, and then he's now doing a podcast for them. Uh, but you know he's also doing his own thing, but he's still covering Ole Miss. He's very in tune with the team. I had a sit-down interview with him earlier. He was fantastic, gave a lot of great insight as far as you know Ole Miss and what they're going to be bringing to the table and how that relates to Alabama. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. And then you're also going to get Jimmy and I, you know, breaking down our own stuff. So it's going to be kind of a two-part uh, episode that's going to be released later on today. And we're excited to share that with you guys. You guys are going to get a two-for-one here on your Thursday. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. It's going to be a huge game. And, uh, you know, I'll see you again tomorrow with another First and Ten. Like I said, this has been the Bama on 3 show. And I'm your host, Clint Lamb. <laughs>